Hey guys, welcome to another exciting edition of Real Estate Podcast, episode 55. This week we watched 1982's Blade Runner. Ooh. I'm here with Griffin. I'm here with Trey. I'm here with Adam. And we're coming at you like a beam, like a ray, <laughs> a gun. This, uh, that gun that he had was super badass. It's just a gun with a damn... Shot a rocket out of it. thing on top of it. Hey, I was in, uh... When I was in Seattle, I went to the Science Fiction uh, Hall of Fame. They have a bunch yeah. of movie props there. And in one case, they had that gun and that um, see-through jacket that girl was wearing. And oh, like that's the, cool. the shit that she was wearing under it. Yeah. Yeah, I tried to take a picture, but they were like, no cameras allowed. They let you touch it? No. What Would you touch it if they let you? Yeah. <laughs> a Facebook picture with that gun. Would would you rather take your picture with the Blade Runner gun or the Judge Dredd gun? Oh, yeah, the Judge Dredd gun, man. I mean, that's pretty cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> that Hellboy gun. I am the law. Law. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we fucking. I dove head first into this movie. Like, when's the last time you guys watched? That, it's been a minute, right? Six or seven years, man. A minute. Yeah. It's- well, I want to say at one point, it's been within five for me because I, I, I just, for some reason, I vividly recall talking to Adam about it. Yeah. Like, but it's been, but I mean, it was still, it, yeah, it was still far enough in the past that, you know, it was, it's time to revisit yeah. this dimly lit fucking world that really Scott has created. It's, uh, it was beautiful though. Oh, I mean, don't get me wrong, it was, but the entire time I'm like, this is probably the most dimly lit film in existence. I, I like that. Sorry, go ahead. I like that style, that film noir, but future, you know, that whole. I wonder if they did the same thing they did, like a city of lost children. Oh, maybe that'd be. Well, well they, they did have the a lot brightness of... down all the way and put makeup <laughs> on them. Yeah, they're like, what the fuck? They didn't do that. Now, I, I one thing. <laughs> One thing I noticed, uh, because, you know, watching it just go around, you know, we kind of have the the pre-planning that we're going to be hitting up 2049 next week. Um, was most, because I, I, the, the version of Blade Runner I watched was the final cut. I assume that's the one y'all watched as well. Yeah. Um, the, the, the uh, you know, the escapes. The, that, that's the only the, one I've ever seen. I don't know well, I mean, any other, other Blade Runner than that. Apparently, like, we know. Um, let me grab the trusty old case that it, that it's got. Because um, yeah, you know, like you said, Adam, Travis uh, pulling this his movie only... dick out over here. Let me get my box. <laughs> no, well, this is well, you know, like you said, and, and I agree. This was the only one I've ever seen of yeah. Blade Runner. And instead of reading the whole damn thing, the, the final line we've got on here is. The result is a heightened emotional impact, a great film made greater. Most intriguing of all is a newly included unicorn vision that suggests Deckard may be a humanoid. Do androids dream of electric sheep? Is Deckard a replicant? As with all things in the future, you must discover the answer for yourself. And apparently there was like, that didn't cover what I wanted it to. 
it was you know <laughs> well, no really no it's like they're supposedly you know there's a there, apparently there's a copy where you know there's an over like a voiceover that Ford does that narrates the film or whatever. I'd really like to pick apart somebody's brain who watched like who didn't watch this Griffin cut when they first about that there. earlier, right? Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen the original cut. You've seen all of them? <laughs> I no, I haven't watched them all, but I've I've seen the original cut. Like that was the first. The original cut was the first time I ever watched it back in the day, and um, it was the most confusing fucking thing. And then when they release, you know, the the director's cut or the final cut, it kind of clears it up a little bit because they said the original cut, Ridley Scott's original cut was four hours long. God damn. But it didn't make sense the way that it was cut together. So I'm being honest with you. Like, if you're not paying attention, this movie won't make sense. Yeah. You got to listen. When people, you know, when people are standing there talking to each other face to face, you better listen to what the fuck they're saying because... You'll yeah. be lost. Why is he chasing these people? And it it very much plays out like those. It's one of those older sci-fi films where the spectacle is there, like the way the world looks and how odd everything. Because don't get me wrong, I would take the extra stares from people if I could drive around in one of them little Blade Runner cars. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, I mean. But the movie, you know, the movie has its its scope there. But like, you know, to add to what Adam said, if you're not you're not paying it, it's very you know, it's dialogue driven. I mean, there's some action, obviously, but not a know, lot. If, if you're if you're not paying attention to what's going on, then you're really missing the bulk of what makes this movie so good. Yeah. Well, and it's, I mean, the story is simple, yet it's. I don't know how they get from point A to point B is like so fucking twisty and windy. It's just ridiculous because like in that crawl, it's just basically like replicants exist. They're blade runners that retire them. They give them a test. Uh, they, you know, they're stronger. They're more agile than normal humans. They were made as slave labor and all this stuff. There was an uprising and now like they're coming to earth. And I'm assuming this is my thoughts on it. I'm assuming that every replicant after this uprising happened, they know that their shelf life is only four years. So they're going to try to come back and correct that. If there's a way to, I think that's why the blade runners, especially, you know, Deckard in particular, that's why they exist because like, there's always, I guess, that potential threat that these people are going to show up. But my thing is, it's like Tyrell is in this giant. Who's Tyrell? You know, he's the the creator. Okay. The the Tyrell so Corporation. Just, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, why didn't he have armed guards twenty four seven? You know yeah, what I mean? That, it was it was a little <laughs> too easy for that guy to get up there. Yeah. Very. Very too easy. I mean, I was just like, damn, that's all it takes. Yeah. I mean, they just hoodooed one guy and yeah. that was it. I mean, really? Um, Did they hoodoo then, anybody? Well, they talked that Shit, guy. I thought they that. just got on the elevator and went up. Well, they stopped they had, like halfway and he was like, checkmate. Yeah. Come on up. No, well, they had to get that guy. Oh, the damn. Yeah. The what, guy yeah, with when, fucking. The, was Jack. it the dude? 
So well, they, well, they had to, you know, they had to go through all those people to get that information, you know, like for instance, when, when Daryl Hannah's character, um, when they go and they basically kill old fucking gremlins, gremlin slash Hellraiser box seller, no. you know, no, Griffin, no, that's Griffin little, had the name. That's a little pan, man. Make oh, a pattern. glow pan. Glow pan. That's what we called him. I completely, I can't believe I'd. Hello, Jack Baton. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a fail state for me, man. Because <laughs> no, like normally, and normally I can I can watch a film and I can see the most obscure actor, and I will be like, I remember them from this show that I really, really fucking like. That's so and so. this, that, and the other. <laughs> yeah, norm, normally I can put two and two together, but yeah, completely missed the mark on yeah, that. It was glow pan. Yeah. It was that. I like that suit that he was wearing with all them hoses and shit <laughs> hooked up to it. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, something that I noticed uh, when I was watching this one is uh, I've been a few months off of having watched uh, Cowboy Bebop, the uh, the anime, and the aesthetic of Blade Runner. I'm I don't know uh, who came before who, but it's almost like Bebop was heavily influenced by Blade Runner. Well, I, th- I think Blade Runner came first. I think Cowboy Bebop came out in the 90s. 98 I mean, to and, and, 2003. I mean, I, and I know how that sounded like Ridley Scott's going to take any kind of influential cue from an anime, but but the just the setting, the way things look, you know, those moments in the film where there's no dialogue necessarily going on, but it's just you're seeing everything. Yeah. Well, it was a fucking spectacle. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's one thing I really liked about it. And that's one thing that I think that um like my my dad and my dad's friends did, didn't necessarily like Blade Runner all that much. And I think the reason why is because this came out in 82, right off the hills of Star Wars, yeah. right? But it's just a sci-fi world where everything is shit. It's nothing spectacular going, you know what I mean? It's just it's a shitty place to fucking be. It's fucking Harrison Ford playing detective. Yeah. I mean, that's all it is. And I think that that's why, like that, I think that's why they didn't enjoy it. But now watching it, you know, cause the first time I watched it, I was confused as fuck. And then when I watched the, you know, when I watched the director's cut, I was like, okay, this makes more sense. And now rewatching it again as a 28 year old, I'm like, and appreciate it so much more for it being like uh, it introduces you into this world, but it doesn't throw the world. Yeah. It doesn't throw the world at you every chance it gets. You just see it in the background. Yeah. I mean, and that's just, it's just so amazing. And I've got it on Blu-ray. So I watched it on Mm. Blu-ray. It looks phenomenal. I like the colors. Which I mean, I, I know it's absolutely nothing on the quality of Blu-ray, but my DVD copy, man, that's the first thing I noticed too was how well it looked. And I'm sure that conversion to Blu-ray and that extra definition that's added to it. But but I was still even even watching mine. You know, it's you know it's the date of a movie. You can't ever get past it, no matter how much you up the quality. But well, you can't get I past very, the tube television that they used. Yeah, but I was to, very, yeah. but I was still, I was still very much. Left. 
I was still like, this is a, this is, you know, it's, you know, it, its reputation precedes it, you know? Yeah. Well, it does a good job of introducing you into this world and it looked so good and everything was practical. It didn't take you out of the world. You know what I mean? Like no CGI. No. Hey, I mean, it holds up. Oh yeah. Incredibly well. And I love, I love, I've always had an affinity for those. And it's not just sci-fi. It's, it's anything that involves, you know, more, what would be considered innovative at the time where you want a large shot of this futuristic city. So you just Mm -hmm. build a really small futuristic city and you get your, you know, you get your shot that way. And I'm excited to see how we, we transition from this movie into 2049 because they use the same practical effects in the new movie as well, oh. albeit with some with some added CGI. But apparently, it's all those hybrid. wide shots, like just like in uh, just like in the one we watched uh, this week, um, they're all miniatures. They've you know the, they 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 spent hours and hours on the lighting to make everything look and feel just like they're still continuing Scott's story, and you know, which is good. I can't wait to watch. I want to throw out there the reason that your dad and his crew probably didn't like it, man, is because they probably saw the first go around. Yeah, that's true. And then when they when they tried to release it again, they're like, "Fuck that! I've already gone down that rabbit hole. I don't want to do it again. Like, you can't fix that for me." Yeah, you know, yeah. you know how it is. You watch something, it's like, no, I don't want to see it again. I give it no star. <laughs> right. What's What's funny for me is uh. You know, adding to the the whole thing of like this, you know, this movie being as old as it was and me not having watched the original cut as a kid. But, you know, eventually as you get older and you, you know, I stumble across this is my first foray and, you know, it was my first foray in the Blade Runner. But what's funny to mention on my my actual case is not only is it a relic of a movie because the movie's old. But the copy I have is a um, a Blockbuster Ooh. pre-owned. <laughs> so I've still got the sticker work and everything. Yeah. So I have. That's, that's an that, artifact. That's, yeah, that's an ancient. Right. <laughs> right. Put that what, on. What, what does this previewed mean? Yeah, yeah what, is, what is it? It might be scratch shit. Yeah, I think um, I got a copy laying around that says, Be Kind Rewind. <laughs> um, oh, man. It's, it's like, I mean, I have like the Vader of cases man it's got like a, a shitty oh i know printer copy i know that but big I mean, ass and that big ass blockbuster case that's got that thing on the edge where they could put the lock thing in there so nobody could steal it yeah well i mean yeah well i mean my mine still got like the shelf the, you know, the thing they would oh, scan when you would like <laughs> i got a few of them it's just it's just it, it's just funny that that i got a copy of death proof that looks just like that that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. It's an artifact, man. So um, let's just get right down to the meat and potatoes of it. Is he a replica? I'm on the fence about uh, this, man. Like, Well, I feel like, sadly, because of the new movie that's out now. Because he's old? He's not. There's right? no... I feel like... The, well, I feel like there's no way... There's no way that that he is kids don't live that long but but they they don't grow old well well i mean so is he like a is he like a special replicant 
me and Griffin were talking about this a minute ago. Like they made him to come in and kill. Well, you know, stragglers. The, well, the most that I know of the new movie. Wait, is dude gonna um, kill him? The, I mean, honestly, from the trailers, I always looked at it that way. Is that what's his this name? movie? Is what's the guy's this name? movie is this movie's oh. the goose blade Ryan running? Deckard, yeah. So Ryan Gosling's coming after him. Yeah, I, and he's I like, think, "It's your time." I don't know, man. I think that uh, he's gonna go maybe, at, go to him to seek help. Help. That's what. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. Well, yeah. Well, ma- yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I was. Just, I was going to mention that as well. Like maybe he like, notice me, senpai. Yeah, please. Well, maybe it's maybe it's his story. He finds out he's a replicant, or he finds out that he's whatever weird mental dilemma they throw in with this movie, and he goes and gets Deckard, and he's like, "Well, you got out of your pickle. Help me with mine." You know, like, hey, what's scary about that is like, just think about this. Like, you could be a replicant, and you'd never know it. Yeah. And then one well, day so someone many. tells you, they say, well, you're not a person. And you're like, huh? Yeah. Since when? I got memories and shit. You know? Yeah. I lived a lot. No. And then he told but the I mean, girl, he said, I bet you have these memories. Uh, spider outside your window, this yeah. and that. And she was like, God damn, this, this motherfucker. <laughs> How the fuck you know that? Because they're fake memories. Yeah. Well, but all right. How, whenever she he could went, cry. Whenever. He went to Tyrell. Well, he cried at the end, though. See, that's where it gets real. Like, okay, so he goes to Tyrell, and he performs that test on her, and it took over 100 questions. And the, the idea behind her being a, you know, experiment or whatever is that um, they infused memories into her. So she, right? it's hard to tell if she's, but, if she's not real. Yes. But one of the things about the replicants are – they're not supposed to develop feelings because they only have a four-year shelf life. They're just supposed to clock in, do their job every day, go home and power down. So but the memories trigger with that? But not only that, but think about it. If they didn't put these memories in these replicants come back, Rutger Hauer and all those guys, like he was hurt at the end because Deckard killed her and he cried about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So is like four years being the shelf life is, is that when they've come to the conclusion that like if something's long, alive long enough to, and understands things long enough in a four year span that they can start developing emotions and, well, and things to trigger. it's definitely smart enough to know that her ass is gone. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not going to well, see her again. She's gone. Well, I mean, replicants you, don't go to heaven. Well, here's, <laughs> here's, here's the thing. Here's, here's, Here's what I, or here's where I, I try to weigh in on that is uh, when you create something, it's like we know biologically it is not human, it is synthetic, it's fake, all this. But if we can, but if we're replicating the human mind, then wouldn't that mind's process be human? So fundamentally, would it still be a human? Yeah, but what makes us human? To replicate something, don't you have to have an original copy? I mean, I think it's a com- a combination of emotions, feeling all the things that 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 are 
our feelings and how our brain interprets that experience, I guess, uh, being aware of your, being self-aware of one's own existence or sentience or whatever you want to call it, knowing that we are a little bit different. Yeah. But they had all of that. Let me, let me ask you this because these things were created by someone they programmed it. Yeah. So why did they program it that way? Like, why didn't they just program it to do its job? Like that fucking, you know, the self checkout, that thing doesn't um, think about anything other than fucking thank you. Come again. Like why did they program it? Well, I think Cause it's all in the programming. I think that's why it's got that fail safe, that four year lifespan, because I mean, if it if starts you to learn, yeah, if you create something with the ability to, to not only to, to learn and function, but, but then as, as life goes on and more experiences happen, it starts developing some kind of an opinion about specific things that happen around it. But why make it that way? Like, why not just say, okay, this one's going to be a bag boy program it to fucking bag shit. We don't need well, to program yeah. it to learn. Like, <laughs> program it well, to I mean, do one job like they programmed it so they could like take it and do other jobs and take it here okay now you're gonna park cars you know yeah like, but just I mean, program it for one job i mean they fucking if, programmed it that way well i mean if we're gonna go that far with you know creating something that humanoid and, and what have you um despite how advanced the world is supposed to be in this movie there's still like a robot, anything that has a list of directives that it's not going to deviate from ever that causes problems. Or especially when you're thinking about deep space, because maybe you need the reactions and the problem so it solving needs to abilities. be able to think on its feet. Yeah. It needs like to be able to, th- it needs to be able to think and not think within parameters like of if, a program. If someone gets hurt on the job, it's got to be like, we got to call 911. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. got to be able to think. You yeah. know, when well, I saw. Well, that's. Well, if you guys remember, that's part of the reason uh, they were so worried about uh, Hannah's character because he, uh, at some point, they, they pop off that he's like, he's he's perfect in self-sufficiency, you know, like he can. Yeah. Like yeah. the military, the, ne- wow. the Nexus six, the about Nexus the blind six dudes? models. Yeah. Like the nah. models of replicants. He got a hold of some mushrooms. mushrooms. <laughs> and it like opened his third eye up and he was like, I know what's going on. I'm so just about it. every other, just about, just about every other scene. He was like, I've seen shit. You wouldn't believe, but yeah. you know, I really can't blame him. Like he's not a bad guy. No, he just wants to live. Well, it's like, it's like you put me here. You know, you gave me a life and then you, you fucking you give me a shelf life. Like after four years, I'm just done. I don't yeah. want to die. I can't, I can't hate on that. Like he's not yeah. a bad guy. I would be the same but, way. But if you think about it, it's a commentary on our own more morality. Yeah. You know I felt I mean? that way. I was like, Oh, I don't, I mean, well, I mean, it kind of, it, it's like a hard metaphor on that pre, like pre, pre, predestination, I guess, or predetermined fate or whatever you want to call it. Like, yeah, no, he but, was built for this. He had, he, he had his, his whole life was like designed, written and, and created by all these scientists with no, 
No fucks no given. Sense of, yeah, no sense of, I guess, remorse, or, no. or I don't know what you'd call it. You're a machine. Yeah, do your job, and then go home. And what was his job? What What was he for? He was, he was like prob- part of the military. Well, he was, he was yeah, smart. He was- well, most of them. Well, in the in the the text before the movie, they say they do off-world stuff. So I'm sure it's like mining, okay. resource. Like, I mean, they're just they're they're just their workhorses. Why don't they make them? Well, I guess because you know, four years. It's like, all right, like, we don't want a fucking revolution. Yeah. But that's what exactly what happened. Though. Yeah, it was, I, a, it was I, a mini revolution. And the thing is, is like. That means that so many generations of these things, that, that's where it gets down to the technicality of it that we don't really know. Because, like, think about it. If you uh, put the same OS that is constantly learning into all these things, even though they have a four-year lifespan, those updates are going to carry over, right? So yeah. so at some point, something's going to trigger in, in their brains or in their processing, in their whatever, that like this isn't what I want to be. I need to change. Yeah, they're gonna go full. They're gonna go full Westworld on it. Yeah, exactly. So it's just it's just one of those. We don't ever see the technical aspect of it, but at the same time, like Tyrell made these these particular Nexus Six to be miners and to be like I guess I'm gonna say like military militant explorers. On some of these, you know, off-world locations, but who, like, he made that the girl that was an experiment. Who's to say? Well, who's to say that 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 he didn't create other experiments just to see how it would react in the real world? You know, and that goes back to the Decker thing. It's like, what if, like, he said that he's a retired, you know, a retired Blade Runner, and he said he wouldn't come back. And the cops bring him back in. So he's been around long enough for him to have done his job, been successful at it, and retired. And he has never retired a human by accident. So he's that good at his job. You know what I mean? So who's to say that he's not the long con? You know what I mean? Right under their nose. there He's going to slip this dude in there and just roll with it. You know, because who's to say he didn't have all the same memories that she had in, in some aspect you know what i mean and well, maybe and that's why he's so good at his job yeah well that's Takes i think that's why fucking... but that's also to me to an extent why he why it gives him away as a replicant because what better thing to hunt something than its own kind <sighs> yeah fucking the jew hunter man yeah exactly the jew she... hunter um I don't know, man. I, it's it's one of those things that, like, I've what every time I watch this movie, I'm just like tossing and turning night after night. Like, I spend the whole movie mm-hmm. trying to figure out if he's a fucking robot. Griffin wakes up in the middle of his of a uh, of a deep sleep at like three a.m. Blade Runner. Well, yeah, I mean, when I saw Harrison Ford start bleeding, I'm like, he's not a fucking robot. But then but the, at the yeah, end, shoots, yeah, the other guy starts bleeding. Why did he put that nail through his hand? I think I've got this figured out because I was thinking the same thing. All right, he was shutting his body was shutting down. I think him Adrenaline? putting that, no, I think him putting that nail through his hand 
was keeping his hands from decomposing so that ah. it, that his his blood quote unquote had something to work on you know okay. his his white blood cells yeah, had something, something that started churning is like okay we got to repair yes yes okay i think i think that's what I that's thought, smart i thought maybe it was i thought maybe it was something more emotional yeah, jesus moment like well like if well i mean if he does that then it it's keep like almost in the same respect as what you were explaining griffin but like differently like if you're trying to stay focused, your mind's shutting down. It's almost like you hit that to lessen the blow of what's really hitting you, you know? Right. Man, yeah. he breaks the fuck out of his fingers. Oh, my God. Yeah, was that Harrison Ford or the other guy? What What do you mean? Well, I couldn't tell because it was zoomed in when the fingers were snapping like that, and I couldn't tell whose fingers it was. Like, I couldn't oh, tell. Those, those were Harrison Ford's fingers. Why? Why oh wait, no, because all I saw was like Harrison Ford was up against the wall and he like tried to put it back into, it was yeah, dislocated he, and he tried to snap it yeah. back. <laughs> and it fucking looked like it hurt. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it, he, yeah. <laughs> you oh, could tell God. it definitely hurt. Yeah. Um, Big time. So if, all right. So, and I know that a lot of these questions are going to be answered next week, which I'm excited for, but, um, why, if you're going to build replicants and you're going to give them a four, four year shelf life, and there's always a possibility that one could go rogue. I mean, in every situation, every instance, you almost always have one of these things going rogue and like fucking a bunch well, of people. Proof up, you know? that they go rogue all the time is the fact that he's got a fucking job. Yeah. It's a problem. So, that's why so, he has, that's why he's a blade runner. So well, that why? was, well, I mean, it's because it was, Ridley Scott's bad lieutenant decision, and that was completely ignoring the laws of robotics set by Asimov. Because robots were straight up fucking people up in this movie. Well, all right, let's let's pull these up. It's a hybrid. Um, but my thing, back to what I was saying while I'm looking looking this up, is why didn't he create a kill switch? That's you know a what I mean. Hole. I mean, that's my thing. Like, wouldn't you put like a tiny explosive device in each one of their fucking heads? Or a, <laughs> a computer somewhere you can say shut down RB2038. Yeah. And that's it. It's kill, kill switch. There All was right, no dead man switch. The three laws of robotics. A robot may not injure a human being or through inaction allow a human being to come to harm. A robot must obey orders given it given to it by human beings except for such orders conflict with first a robot must a robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first or second law okay i i get that but i don't know it it goes into this weird thing where it's like he was trying to protect protect his own existence but by doing so, he like killed a bunch of people and fucked a bunch of shit up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he didn't follow any orders. But that's the thing. Like Boy, Tyrell, Tyrell didn't even give him any orders. He could have just been like, because he told him, he's like, look, we tried. There's nothing we can do. Like four years shelf life. That's it. That's all we can do. We tried to make you better. And, well, I mean, think of it this way too. Tyrell is obviously the 
the same mad scientist that we get in all science fiction movies. And this movie is just taking place, whether it was intended or not, it's taking place in that, in, in a fictionalized timeline where the singularity is happening. And yeah. that's where man and machines turning into one. You can't really tell the difference. Everything is so augmented. Thus why they need blade runners. Yeah. Well, maybe they, uh, maybe they forgot to program that in there. You know what I mean? Why would you forget that? <laughs> Seems to me like you could program it to not do on that the, on the fly. That's a plot hole there. I mean, you could just well, program it. To well, I mean, considering that, considering this movie takes place one year from current year. Yeah. This fucking world is a fucking hell hole, man. A yeah. shit shitty. hole. Well, there's too many people. Too like, many. <laughs> yeah, but it's I mean, almost the I same guess. as it is now. Yeah. Really? <laughs> I mean, we just haven't torched the sky yet. Yeah, if I could I mean, get a fucking robot snake, I'd have one. Yeah. Just like I mean, a robot dragon. No flying, no flying cars. No high tech mind looking. We got flying architecture. Cars. They just don't fly like yeah. that. I mean, I can't go sit in my car, cut it on, and then ten minutes later get out of it and I'm at work. No, but you can I mean, fucking really... land at an airport and take off in one. I mean, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I agree. We're They're getting coming. there. They're coming. We're Next at year. you know we're at point we're at point five. We're almost there. Point five. <laughs> um. First, we got to fucking get this wall up. I mean, we can work on the cars. First, Damn. we got to decide whether, you know, aliens exist or not. Yeah. Man, fuck all that. <coughs> hey, the Vatican said that, you know, the Vatican owns the one of the largest telescopes in the world. Yeah. That's crazy, right? And they said that aliens probably exist. Well, they I said mean, what it would they... be crazy not to think that there's aliens out there. They, The Vatican said that. What are they looking at with this telescope? Know. You know what I'm saying? They're looking for God. What if That's it's what like that Santa Claus movie? It's one of those <laughs> telescopes where you can like look in on oh, you. Oh, shit. See what you're doing. We're, look, we're looking back. There's just two telescopes pointed at each other. But I'm not a Catholic. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Everybody's Somewhere Catholic. along the line, you had a family member that was Catholic. Yeah, that's true. Your grandfathered in. Yeah. <laughs> By the rules of the rules of the fucking catholicism the unwritten catholic book of the road oh god um i think my relatives i, I believe are from ireland I, I mean so they're not catholic there i think they are yeah dude everybody was catholic at one point <laughs> if they what they were fucking yeah. dead even the indians that's why they <laughs> yeah. didn't want, that's why they killed all the indians they're like you don't want to be catholic yeah. Cut their fucking cut the don't cut their head off. Cut the fucking skin off the top of their head. Yeah, it's crazy to think that the Crusades happened. You know. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. The Catholic Church destroyed a bunch of documents. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of Crusades, where the fuck were the Crusades for fucking killing off these replicants in this movie? Yeah. Was, well, nobody a gave a show. What's what? It, here's it. Really was. Like, there was some star power at work there because, I mean, when I think Blade Runner, I think, I mean, Blade Runner, Blade Runner unit, 
That's what they called it. The unit was just Harrison Ford. Yeah. Well, what's crazy is he's waving a gun around in public, shooting at people, nobody and nobody. Fuck. <laughs> right? Close quarters as fuck, man. He shot that like when they're down, in that and that ship, yeah. that car that was hovering overhead was like nothing to see here. Nothing to when see she ran here. Through like, she ran through like what? Six or seven plate glass windows. And yeah, she, she was dedicated to the calls, man. And, and oh, fucking Deckard, no fucks given, just. Yeah, he was on a mission, man. And ugh, Let me ask crazy. you this, though. Like, she was working a job. Like, so whatever she was supposed to do, she left that job and went and found a job as a, a stripper or whatever, you know? Yeah. A dancer. All right. So she was doing that job for money. The fuck yeah. does she need money for? <laughs> to eat? I guess. I, I don't mean, what she need money for? She's a fucking robot. My biggest question was I more so than the than the cars, the flying cars and all that crazy fucking pyramid shit. When are we gonna get something that we can put a picture in and CSI zoom all over this yeah. motherfucker? The damn, I mean, that, the fucking aspect ratio was off the chain. Like, well, damn, that shit was HDD. Like, <laughs> I mean, damn, he could zoom in and like on that shitty ass tube television with the and everywhere you would look and they had those TVs. There were those fucking the grid. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you could make the sure grid. you were center. Yeah. <laughs> you made that phone call. That phone yeah. call cost him a dollar twenty six, twenty three. Yeah. I was like, damn. Yeah. Expensive five, phone call. For him to shoot him or for her to shoot him down. Yeah. She's just like, that's not my scene. Like, I'm, just <laughs> I'm out. Busy being a replicate. Yeah. I'm <laughs> with fucking owls and shit over here. Why did Dad. he like her? Um dude, Why? I don't know. He got I mean, a they, they didn't really explore that. No. It was still a better love story than Twilight. Yeah. But they didn't really go into it. Why do you think it got so forceful? Because she was a replicant? Yeah. I mean, what's she going to do? I mean, he was just like, you want me. He's like, I want you so bad. Is it <laughs> rape if it's a replicant? Uh, I, I don't know, man. Well, I mean, just I the way so. the way that world behaves, it seems like not a lot of action really happens anymore, so... Yeah. Probably and some pent up some pent up blade running needed to happen. To me it's like he was on his way to bad lieutenant life. You know what I mean? Because like to me he was he looks like he might have been married at some point. Maybe she passed, something Maybe happened. He married to her. a replicate. She only lived four years. It, it devastated I him. I don't know, but damn it, where's my glow stick umbrella? Ha. Those exist. I'm almost 100% positive hey, those things are real. You know what the nice thing I know, about being and, a replicate is? No, wait, guys. The nice <laughs> thing about being in a replicate, you got to work on it, dog. <laughs> I wonder if it feels the same. You catch AIDS from a replicate? Ooh, a little leftover <laughs> residue in there. <laughs> now they do like a wash. Well, the <laughs> clean it out. Well, that one chick... Uh, What's her name? Oh, crazy bitch there at the end. She was a pleasure, a pleasure, you know, fucking. But she was, she was, she was, fuck she was just, Let's just was, not, no, she was just a replicant. Yeah. <laughs> 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 she was um, eating food though. Remember there at the end, she like sat down, she, she put some shit in the microwave. 
I think they have to eat. I think I'm they a... were boiling eggs just because they were like, this is cool. This is a cool way to boil eggs. Like, yeah, that fucking the, tube. Yeah, the biggest beaker you can find. <laughs> he was fucking... Let's put some brown eggs inside. He's like, you want to see something cool? Put your hand in that hot water. I was like, that's not yeah. really that cool. I mean, <laughs> I can do that. No, what was cool was his two little cronies running around, the little bear and the yeah. other little dude. That was fucking, uh, uh, fucking, what's his name? Oh, Barry shit. Moonchild. Yeah, as fuck, man. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. That's exactly Gilman. what it made me think of when I saw yeah. that. And that one, that one dude was just looking around, like, what the fuck is going on with these dudes? Um, the like, right should now, I wake him up? Should I warn him that this fucking... Well, he had that Craving jack disease. Bitch is fucking hovering over him. <laughs> he had that jack disease, man. He was. He said he was twenty-five. He looked like he was about eighty. I thought he um, was just lying because he wanted to bang her. He probably did bang her. Twenty-five. Yeah, no big Some deal. Wrinkles. Yeah. <laughs> I bet his face looked fucked up in HD. Yeah, it was rough. Really bring out those damn. No, his face. Feet. Whose face was fucked up is old fucking Edward James almost fucking crater face, man. God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He needs to grow a fucking beard or something, you know? Cover that acne scar up. I'm just saying. <laughs> you can tell, even in fucking Dexter, he still had him with them jowls. Yeah. Oh. I know exactly who you're talking about now. It looked like he got burnt really bad when yeah. he was a kid. Those are fucking acne scars, it's man. An Indian rope burn. On his fucking face. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, right now, yay or nay, Deckard Replicant, go. Prediction for the future. I don't know, man. Come on. I think he is. I I would like for him to be, but I don't. Like, when the podcast is over, I want to watch the next movie just to find out. Right. This is. I hope uh, they answer that. It's. Is it going to piss you off if they don't answer the question? I. I don't think it'll piss me off. I think Harrison Ford's going to die. So I do I, think, however, that we are just going to get the same movie we just watched, but just with light alterations. I think it'll be a little bit easier to understand. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and call it. I think it's going to be completely the opposite. I think it's going to be nothing like this movie. Hey, I don't know if you guys remember this. I remember it because I had to cut the episode. <laughs> I said that Harrison Ford was going to die in that movie, and that's why he agreed to do it. Yeah. Just like Star Wars, he's killing off these old characters. It's like, I'm, I died. I can't come back and do another one. That's the only reason I think he would agree to do it Yeah. is if they kill him. Because he's Which a you know. dick, man. He's, he's like, I don't want to do the movie. And they're like, we'll kill you off. Where do I sign? Sold American. You just bought me another plane. <laughs> Thank you. Let's see. Who directed this new one? It was somebody that directed something great. Well, the if Ryan. they went through the trouble to do all the practical effects, it's got to be a fan. Oh, he did. Uh, yeah, he did Arrival and Prisoners, Caro. Well, Arrival was fucking amazing. amazing. Yeah. I mean, I think. I think it's going to be good regardless. You think it will be better than this one? Yes. I do too. Well, I mean, I mean, production value, obviously, but I don't know. Well, Ryan Gosling is a hell of an actor. Well, I just, I wonder if they're going to ditch the, 
noir aspect and replace it with chase sequences and boom. I think they're gonna they're gonna find a way. This is my prediction. Okay, uh, Harrison Ford is not gonna be a replicant. And he's he's gonna, gonna be in the movie for like ten minutes. Well, he's. I think he's gonna die, and I think it's gonna be a mixture of noir with a little bit more action thrown into. I think it's gonna be a good blend. What's That's the score what so far? On uh, IMDb, yeah, it is a eight point two. Ooh, yeah, that's good. Let me see what the OG. What do you think the OG? Seven point five. It's an eight point two. Damn. It said the budget. How much? Replicated that score. Yeah, I know. What do you think the budget was for the OG? Um, sixty million. What do you think, Trey? That's too much. I mean, I don't want to start a thirty-day trial of IMDb Pro. Come it's on, it's really good. Try it sometime. You'd be surprised what you find out on that. Um, sixty million is a lot. I'm gonna say fifty. <laughs> What do you think, Trav? All right. Um, Cognito. Let him come back. I'll fix it. Travis, hmm. what do you think the budget was for the old one? For, I for said 50. One, I say 25 million. The budget was 28. Damn. I knew it was too much. And the, um, the budget gross, for the new one? What was the gross? 27. Ooh. Yeah. All right, the budget for the new one is... 60. I say 200 million. Damn. All right. 150 million. God damn. Guess what the U.S. gross was? Way January, less than that. I as of was, yesterday. I bet it was 75 million. It was uh, 92. Yeah, I didn't think it would make its money. But we're not looking at a worldwide. What's the global? Well, I mean, well, you, you I still got to look, look at the property, too, man. It's Blade Runner. Yeah. I mean, it's. Not everyone. It's got a following, but it's not, it's not a film you're going to just. As culturally significant as it is, and, and referenced as often as it is through like different shit. But not everyone likes it. Its target audience is still the people that are. It's still. Us. It's still. <laughs> it can still yeah. well, I mean, it's, we don't run the world. It's still. It's still a niche market of fans that follow these these films. Yeah. At least. And... At, at least. At least. Content. Well, let me rephrase that. Continue to follow these films. After they're released in that's theaters. That's it, yeah. The the after the DVD sales, the that's where it'll the make ones, its money. The the ones that watch it and go, I'm gonna keep watching this film over and over throughout my life, and I'm gonna show it to as many people as I can. Yeah. So, uh, what are you going to? Uh, what are you gonna rate it? What are we gonna rate it? I'll go first. I'm gonna give it a star. It's a great sci-fi flick. Harrison Ford uh, acting his ass off, I guess, you know. 
<laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say Ryan Gosling's a better actor than him. I love Hands Ryan down. Go- like, I wish um, he would be in a fucking Tarantino movie. Oh, he'll get one. You fucking write that in. Send a letter, an <laughs> essay of why he should be. I think he'd be a good Bond. Yeah, I'm he just can saying. play anything. Yeah, but I'll give oh. him a star. I mean, it's worth a star. It's good. It's you know, you you got to pay attention, man. I I stand beside that. It's hard to follow. Yeah, because even when slow. you're paying attention, you're like you're still kind of like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like really? Yeah. You're, you're not like, ever find yourself. You're like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like why? You know? You know? You know? A movie's hard to follow when you're watching it and you think you're high, but you're yeah. Did I miss something? I'm like, I was paying attention. Yeah. And I still feel like I didn't get everything. I can tell that some shit was removed. Yeah. I would like to watch the four hour cut. Yeah. Just one time. I think that's all I could handle. I would like to take the four hour cut and make my own cut. Right. The the Adam G cut. Yeah. Adam G. Yeah. The ten eighty G cut. So <laughs> Well, I mean like if is is like I don't know. I like the movie. Though. This could be this could be a new question. Would it be a list of films where you would want to see that cut if it was the last time you could ever see that movie again? Mm. I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, I'm gonna rewatch like, would, this would, movie. Would you risk the final time on a completely unaltered cut of a film? Because I mean, there's, ob- evil there's obviously <laughs> there's obviously longer cuts of these movies that like exist for every film, but. But if you had to watch it one final time, would you take the risk of watching an unaltered version? Is it the only time I'm going to get to see it? I mean, I guess for the sake of heightened stakes, yes. I would like to see it. Yeah. Just to I mean, see. I, I mean, I just want to see what kind of shit storm. We're yeah, you know, well, yeah, it would be like, just, hey, just, just, you want to watch, uh, you you want to watch Blade Runner, the four hour cut. Well, just, the only chance you'll ever get to watch is, it. But if you choose to watch it, you'll never get to see it again. But but here's why I would like to see it. Just think about it. like we watched a movie that was an hour and fifty seven minutes long. We're looking yeah. at like two hours of footage, man, that we didn't get to see. Yeah. What the fuck happened in that footage? <laughs> I don't know. I think the love story was more. Yeah. I think he cut well, I mean, that was back. There, he was like, was all right, let's more, peel back on this love story. I mean, was there more beyond the ending? Was the question answered? Was there a whole other act that dealt with that revelation? I mean, these are... Was there an intermission? (laughs) If we only only can watch it one time, can we do like a pay-per-view where we get to watch it as many times as we want in 24 hours and that be the end of it? Well, I'm gonna record. We can't. We can't soften the blow. It's got to be one and done. One and done. Mm. I'll be honest with you. If I can only watch it a four-hour movie, I don't know if I want to watch it over and over again. Yeah, that's true. It's a day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you watch it three times, and you're like, "Shit, I'm tired." Yeah. (laughs) For twenty-four hours. Yeah. Oh, so uh, what are you gonna give it, Trav? On the rate? I mean, shit, man. I own it. Uh, I've had mine for about a decade, over a decade and a half, man. And with me bringing up that it was used in, you know, in relic form, 
It's one of those DVDs that you buy as a bargain and you always have it in your mind that if you ever have the extra cash and you find a really good copy of it, like, you know, really nice, you know, the collector aspect of you kicks in. Yeah. This is one of them that I think I would do it. Well, it's one of those movies that like, I don't watch a lot, but then every now and then I pop it in and then talk to some motherfuckers. You know what yeah, I, mean? I mean? It's definitely well, I mean, a buy. Well, I mean, maybe you don't watch it all the time, but thank God you got it in your collection, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's I mean, a shelf it's, sitter it's, for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's, it's pinnacle sci-fi. If you want to see the, the higher end of it from the, you know, from decades past dude it's it's definitely an option to consider yeah so you're gonna give it a full star trav oh yeah full star yeah i'm gonna have to give it a full star too i was I mean, about to say if you give it a fucking a half star no nah, god damn it's it's beautiful man it just it, even if you're not interested in the story just watch it for the the, the practical effects and the set design it, it's just beautiful i would to like watch. to see it on blu-ray it was, I bet it looks amazing. Good. So um, we got we got a few some we got some real talk here. Some Y'all ready for it? Yeah, real talk, baby. Um, so uh, Oshia Jackson Jr. What a name! He's, he's in the new Godzilla movie. Yeah. And and this is his quote. Mm. You you've seen straight out of Compton, crazy motherfucker named Ice Cube. Yeah. All right. This is what he said. And the last scene between Godzilla and King Ghidorah, promise you, you will never forget it in your life. Now, As here's, a <laughs> well, here's the thing: like, he didn't see the fight because they have to CGI that shit together. No, this is what he's saying. As okay. a nerd, I am foaming at the mouth to get in the editing room. Godzilla will be the number one movie. He added. The way that Godzilla and Ghidorah fight, man, Kong better bring some shit. So, my well, here's the thing, dude. In this movie, not only is he fighting King Ghidorah, he's fighting uh, Mothra, and uh, I think Rodan Rodan is in it as well. Yeah, it's coming out March twenty second, two thousand two thousand nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah. So, hope I live that long. I know we got a whole nother year. I'm going to be that. careful I mean, just so I just, I'm like, I don't want to die. Kong's yeah. coming out. I mean, Godzilla. Well, I mean, this is, this is, I mean, after that, that's what's going to come though. Like this is a stepping stone to Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. That comes out the year, a year after King of the Monsters. I'm still fucking, I mean, I, I'm, fucking, I'm uh, really fucking Kong movie. I'm, I'm really glad of all the, shared universes that are trying to exist now with marvel i'm really glad this one hasn't been abandoned yeah i agree and that and that they're obviously to a degree taking their time with it yeah so um did you guys see the uh trailer for the new crocodile dundee i did oh i sure did i mean dude this is my thing if you're gonna reboot anything it takes away all the sting if you put Danny McBride. Oh my in. god! <laughs> you already know it's going to be hilarious. I mean, even if it's PG thirteen, it's going to have some zingers in it. it got man. the twenty one Jump Street treatment. Is it PG thirteen? I don't know, but I don't I'm just saying, it. there's no way they can hold him back. 
<laughs> can't stop that train. No way, you know dude. I mean? Can't stop it, man. This was the best thing ever. Like, yeah. dude, I wasn't even thinking about a reboot. No, but now I can't stop thinking. Oh, my God. Like, like he walked in there. I guarantee you he had something to do with the making of it. And he was like, I want to do another Crocodile Dundee movie. And I want to star in it. It's like, oh, fuck. How much money do you need? Yeah, sold. Sold America. I'll buy two tickets. I'm going to the theater to watch that. Yeah, for sure. Hilar- it's going to be so funny. Yeah. I so, just finished uh, watching the full run of uh, Eastbound and Down again. How was it? It's so goddamn funny, man. Like that dude's delivery is on point. He's 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 a he's a specimen he's of a legend. talent. He is. It's just Danny McBride. See if they would have put him in that Ghostbusters movie, oh it would have been God. It would have been an instant fucking hit. I want an R rated Ghostbusters. With him. With him. Tim and Craig Robinson. Yeah. Fucking somebody. Whoever else. Doesn't matter. That's enough. Yeah. yeah just them two. Fuck. And he's going to play the <laughs> the Bill Murray character. I can see the. The main role. Oh, what a lovely singing voice you have, bitch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we've got. involved in some kind of goddamn pissing contest over here, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just saying shit like that. Who the fuck is Zool? <laughs> um, so uh, Adam called Tiger it. bomb on this what on nutsack? What do you say? <laughs> on his fucking yes, yeah. on his nutsack. <laughs> um, Adam called it back in the day. We talked about. Well, maybe Adam called it. No, but I'm no, saying I called Adam. it. What is it? <laughs> what we do in the shadows, man? I called it. It has a pilot. Coming to FX. I said FX could host it. Comedy and Central, FX, FXX. Yeah. Adam, you're a confirmed time traveler. Ah. This is... Um, all right. Uh, so it's coming to uh, FX. It says here that it's based on the 2014 mockumentary, of course. Uh, discussion about bringing the concept to the small screen has been on the table since last October. The movie's co-director, uh, Kai Watiti, said they himself and fellow Shadows director, writer, star uh, Jermaine Clement were trying to develop a version of the film set in the U.S. Says um, THR recalls uh, the pilot reboot of the film. It's in the format of a half-hour comedy. Pilot uh, will be written by Clement and directed by Watiti. They're executive producing as well. So far, three cast members have been announced. Harvey Gil- Gillian. So the new it crowd, people. The It Crowd's Matt Berry. Oh, my God. <laughs> and K- Kevin Novak. Don't worry. Are, it's yeah, only it's, me. Uh, so. Uh, I'm sold. I was- Soul America. <laughs> <laughs> he's coming to the uh, fucking U.S., baby. Do you know finally. why this is happening? Oh, dude, he's because we watched a, it. No, he's a fucking treasure, man. Thor, because the Thor, yeah. Thor came out and there was like, they're like, let this motherfucker do whatever he wants to do. Yeah, Golden Child. I'm surprised they didn't start pushing that movie more whenever Thor came out. You know what I mean? So that we've got that to look forward to, and I think it'll get picked up. I think it'll go to series. I think it's going to be fucking crazy. 
Um, I'm ex- I can't wait. I'm excited for Matt it. Barry. Um, I know. I know it's shifting gears a bit, but I read an interesting thing earlier where uh, Peter Jackson has taken some yeah, World War One footage. Yeah. And he he's completely restored it, recolorized it, and did it in 3D. 3D for his new movie. I guarantee you Spielberg will be next. He's going to recut Band of Brothers. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. As amazing as that sounds, I don't think I can handle <laughs> that. It's a good show. Oh yeah, but I, I don't think I can watch it again. That's <laughs> nah, a one and done. It's long. So um, somebody, somebody took all these fucking James Bond movies, recut them into two-hour, sixteen-minute feature film. A full fucking movie. That is uh, the story of James Bond. No, dude. It's going to have, like, it's like, how many? Is it seven six. or six? Six. Six Bonds going up against each other. <laughs> yeah. Super wow. cut, dog. And oh, I've I got think, it. I downloaded it. I think we should watch it sometime. I want to see it. Yeah. I so don't have I time don't... to watch 24 James Bond movies, but I got time to watch that one. <laughs> right. I just so, want to see. I mean, see how they did it. How you um, going to make them go up against each other? Dude, I don't know. Who <laughs> fucking knows? It's going to be oh, some I just want to hear I just want to hear da 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 <laughs> like in every fucking scene. Every time. I mean, every time up. every time a new bond hits the screen. Da 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 da. <laughs> and, uh, well, how, how long is it? How long is this cut? Because we're gonna have to take away fifteen minutes to give to whatever theme they give it. Oh shit! Two hour, two well, hours. Two hours. 16. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's the yeah. theme. That's extra six days. The theme. Yeah. So um, we got some news it. over here on bloody, bloody disgusting that the uh, OG RoboCop writer is developing a direct sequel to the original. Um, so we're says, skipping two, three, and four. We're going straight to two again. Which, all right. The first two call it are Robo great. Cops. <laughs> the fir- <laughs> it's probably going to be called RoboCop. <laughs> it's, it says now original RoboCop writer Edward... Newmeyer is developing his own alternate timeline for his 1987 film that took place in a dystopia crime ridden Detroit where I mean that's not it's it's dystopic dystopic and crime ridden now right so it's just present (laughs) Um, it says uh, where a terminally wounded cop turns to the force's powerful cyborg um, there needs to be a RoboCop and Judge Dredd mashup called Dread Bros. Dread Bros. What? Yeah. And it's just RoboCop and Judge Dredd. Just Judging people? Shit, just fucking shit up. I mean, they, um, they, they, they gave up on justice forever ago. Now they're just like killing scum, man. I'd watch. We need to take all those guys and do like a uh, 
what was the movie that Sylvester Stallone did? The Expendables. Yeah, but do but that like put, yeah, just as their characters. And, yeah, and Rambo and Rambo. <laughs> Terminator. Um, nah. this is this is his. No, quote. dude, that would be fucking insane. It would be great. Yeah. Yeah, that I'd would be it. the greatest science fiction movie, like the greatest action science fiction film ever made. Well, if you take all the iconic characters and pit them in some, well, I mean, Doctor you, Who level campy shit, mind the, you. The story writes the story writes itself. Okay, Terminator, <laughs> uh, RoboCop was made by Skynet. He goes rogue. Judge Dredd has got to go in to judge him. They sent Arnold back in time to stop him from dying in the first place, you know, so he doesn't become the fucking ultimate weapon. You know what I mean? I mean, it writes itself. Come on, dude. What if, what if RoboCop, what if he was going to get sent to Cyberdyne, but instead that whatever company it was got a hold of him and turned him into RoboCop. So what if he like can cyborg into Skynet? Yeah. See, it writes itself. Come on now. Why aren't they doing this? Hashtag real estate. Um, his quote says. Uh, and well, Ted Deckard has the, f- not Ted Deckard, but Richard Deckard has to fucking figure it all out. Oh my God. He's all bleeding and shit all over the place, popping his fingers back in. He says, uh, well, here's what I'll say. We're not supposed to say too much. There's been a bunch of other Robocop movies and there was recently a remake. And I would say, this would be kind of going back to the old RoboCop we all love and started and starting there and going forward. So it's a continuation really of the first movie in my mind. <clears throat> so it's a little bit more of an old school. So, I mean, he's just working on a script right now. I mean, really, do I think anything will come of it? Not really. Um, I think that they'll just reboot it before they'll create an alternate fucking timeline for a movie that hasn't been popular since the, early nineties. I have to, my thoughts. I have, I have to play devil's advocate, man. One thing that's not going away right now is the retro nostalgia trend. And this shit is right up that, that whole market's alley, dude. Yeah. But I mean, RoboCop isn't talked about as much as like Terminator or that. That's where I think it's, it might fall a little short as far as like, reaching into that retro aspect because like, yeah, Terminator, you've got this huge fan base, you know, Rambo, like all these old school action movies, you have a very large following, but, and I know RoboCop, you kind of do too, but it's not as big as well, I mean, any of those. <clears throat> I mean, you know, I guess to go with what you're saying though, I mean, Hollywood is kind of scraping the bottom right now. Yeah. I think if they do it, it'll be a straight to Netflix or a straight to Hulu feature. I don't think it'll be. I would would enjoy a classic style RoboCop like Netflix series. Well, not only that, but they could just take the idea and make a TV show out of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, they could could take that idea and run with it and they could integrate everything that happened. RoboCops, man. Like you said, it writes itself. Yeah. But I think that probably what will happen is they might throw a little bit of money at him, but I don't think it'll be a whole lot. And it'll probably, I don't know who owns the rights no. to that. Dude, this would be a funny ass TV show. I have it, RoboCops, and it's 
RoboCop, and they all fucking look like RoboCop. But it's done like Reno 911, like that faux cops document. It's just these cybernetic cops just rolling up and having to deal with these fucking weird-ass human situations. I I would watch that. I don't know why, but I would. Um, Like, I mean, even have it down to where it's still fucking... You still have that same Jamaican ass fucking bad boys theme. Oh God, what you gonna do when they come for? And they even have the guy be like, "These are you know, blah 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 of the men and women of the cybernetic law enforcement unit." If if they do it, they're gonna cast uh, Will Smith and uh, what's his name from Men in Black. They're gonna be the RoboCop. Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, ah, <laughs> slick. <laughs> I would watch that. Um so have you guys ever uh heard of this movie called Threads? Red Thread. Nah. No. All right. In nineteen eighty four, a bomb went off on British television. Okay. That Red. bomb no. Okay. <laughs> That bomb was Threads, a well-researched TV movie about nuclear war. Unlike so many other movies, books, and television shows that deal with the subject of nuclear weapons, Threads showed what life was like for normal people on the ground during a nuclear war. It is one of the most horrifying things I've ever seen on screen. Threads traumatized an entire British generation. The BBC only aired it twice, once in 1984 and then once again in 1985, on the 40th anniversary of the atomic bombing of Japan, then put it in the vault for 20 years. When TBS aired it in the U.S. in 1985, media mogul Ted Turner introduced it personally. The more we know about what could happen, the less chance that it could happen. The millionaire told America Americans before airing the unsettling feature. Despite its power and enduring relevance, Threads has always been tough to find outside of Britain. That's about to change. January the 30th, a restored Blu-ray and DVD will hit store shelves, complete with new interviews with the cast and crew. Um, it says Threads is set in the British manufacturing city of Sheffield in 1984. It tells the story of a nuclear war as viewed from the normal people of the city. There's no great military presence, heroes, or moral story. The geopolitical reasons for the war happen in the background quickly stop mattering once the one megaton nuke slams into the city. In the moments after the blast, people die horrific. One of the great misunderstandings of nuclear war is that it's over in an instant. There's a flash of light, and those who disappear into it are lucky. But many survive the initial blast only to slowly perish from radiation poison, suffocate under rubble, or fill their own flesh slow from off a uh, slog off from nuclear heat. Ugh. Um, it isn't a movie about humanity's ability to struggle and survive. There's no message of hope and people don't band together to make it through this. Uh, this isn't I'm legend or Armageddon where the brave sacrifice of a single person can save the day. Instead, society breaks down. Local cops use their fading power to abuse Sheffield's residents, executing looters and rounding up the sick <clears throat> millions die in Britain regresses and enters a new dark age. 
this is something I've never heard of, but now I'm more interested in watching it than I ever have before. It's it's piqued my my interest as well. I mean, this is something that's been locked away from public for since 1985, and I mean, it sounds depressing, like the road, but you know, the road still had something to offer <laughs> in some small way. You know what I mean? So this is something that I'm adding it to the list because like this is something that eventually I think we should get around to and just I think it'd be just good conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just thought I'd bring that 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 popped up on the news thing. Wow, I've never heard of this. Uh, It looks interesting and it sounds fucking awful, but. You know. We could. uh. We can check it out a couple of days. Absolutely. So they've released the nominations for uh, for the uh, Academy Awards. You guys want to hit the high notes here? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. right. So best picture. We've got Call Me By Your Name, uh, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, Post, Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. So, short list. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going to get it, but um, heard a lot of a lot of praise about Lady Bird, and then Phantom Thread. That now that was the dog from King of the Hill. What? I feel like Lady I feel Bird. like it'll be. I feel like it's going to be Phantom Thread though, simply because it's Daniel Day Lewis. It's his last film. That I feel last like... film again. <laughs> it's not the first time he's retired. <laughs> Remember the last time he wanted to go to be a shoe cobbler? <laughs> <laughs> How long did that? Last? I drink your milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> Drainage. <laughs> <laughs> There will be um, one. Yeah. So, uh, you watch like two hours of him talking to people just for that last scene where he beats this motherfucker to death with a fucking bowling pin <laughs> <laughs> and shits in his mouth. So we've got for, uh, for, um, Director, we've got uh, Chris Nolan for Dunkirk, uh, Jordan Peele for Get Out, Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird, Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread, and Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of the Water or Shape of Water. <clears throat> and we've got uh, adapted screenplay, uh, Call Me by Your Name, The Disaster Artist, Logan, Molly's Game, and uh, Mudbound. I've never heard of that. I'm very surprised Logan's on there. I know, right? Um, original screenplay, we've got The Big Sick, which is a romantic comedy, which is weird. Um, Get Out, which is a horror movie. Lady Bird, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. 
Shape of Water's yeah. got a lot of talk. Yeah, I know. I'm hearing a lot of chatter. A lot of chitter chatter about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Ladybird. Yeah. I mean, have y'all heard about this ladybird? Nothing. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna read the lady. Let's see what it says about it here. Ladybird uh, water. Uh, in 2002, an artistically inclined 17 year old girl comes of age in Sacramento, California. Sounds like a riot. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like some so. shit I don't want to see. That's Solo Monk's favorite movie. Um, (laughs) (laughs) For cinematographer or cinematography, we got Blade Runner 2049, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Mudbound, and The Shape of Water. No Star Wars? No Star Wars. Man, if if the trailers are anything to go by, I really think Blade Runner 2049 might get that. Because the cinematography for that movie looks insane. Um, let's see. For uh, sound mixing, even though nobody gives a shit, we've got Baby Driver, Blade yes. Runner, Dunkirk. Fuck, just fuck the rest of dude, Baby Driver, man. Well, Star Wars is on. Dude, that Baby Driver was so like, how could you top a mix like that, the way that movie plays out? Yeah. Well, here's the visual effect. Uh, Blade Runner, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, uh, Kong, Skull Island, Star Wars, and War for the Planet of the Apes. I'm probably going to go with War for Planet of the Apes. Mm. For visual effects? Well, I mean, I, I think just because of the fact that the, the mocap performance of Circus is what's going to sell it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I say it reluctantly. Like, I mean, I, I I would love for Star Wars to get it, but well, I want to wait until we watch Blade Runner because, I mean, you know, before I weigh in. Well, this doesn't come out until March the fourth. Yeah. Um. So we've got we've got some time here. So I might watch a couple of these. Um. You know, because it is screener season. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> so I've got a couple of these downloaded that I'm, I've got a, acquired a couple of these. <laughs> I've acquired a couple of these. Bought them from a Mexican down at the <laughs> trade day. Uh, he was outside the Lowe's looking for some work. Yeah, viva la casa, viva la casa. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, you know, but Daniel Day Lewis, of course, got, uh, lead actor nomination and of course Meryl Streep because we can't have a fucking uh, Academy Awards without that bitch getting nominated for something so you know so that's what we have to look forward to we will be doing another contest and winner takes all the marbles as we slowly approach March movie madness yeah March movie madness baby can't wait. So uh, we've got that. Let's see, before we go, I'm going to hit on one more thing real quick. Um, I watched Bright. We've talked about it in oh. two or three previous podcasts, but I finally got around to watching it. And uh, it was okay. 
Um, it was to me. It was. It needed more, but it felt like the movie was too long. If that makes any sense whatsoever, you know what I mean? Because it's a lot of them walking around and like, what the fuck are we gonna do? You know. Um, but at the same I, time, I really I like the world more than I did the plot. Well, here's my thing. Okay, they're trying to get these three ones together to bring the Dark Lord back or whatever, right? Okay, you've got this fucking huge, you know, um, racial fucking divide everywhere. You know what I mean? Um, and my my thing is is like. It should have just been them, in my opinion. It should have just been them on the job. First movie. Okay, we're going to say if if a series or just, just a trilogy, if it would have been up to me. Movie number one, them on the job, a lot of tension. You know, him, him get shot, not at the beginning of the movie, but towards the end of the movie, you know. But it, it being a little bit more of a character development type deal with a lot of crazy shit going on, just to kind of open the world up and expand it, right? Yeah. The, then second movie was this would be this movie, you know, like them going out and finding the fucking wand and shit getting crazy, you know. And then the third movie would be them taking the wand back, but they're the ones that are trying to get the three wands, like the the government or the fucking police or whatever you want to call it. They're the ones trying to get the wands back together, you know, and then that be the third movie. Like they bring the dark Lord or whoever the hell it is back. All the races have to unite to stop it. And it's this big fucking epic, you know, so be basically like a low budget, like buddy cop movie, but not, not a comedy as much as like a fucking drama action. And then like an action and then a fucking super action movie, you know, well, like, it would be cool if, like, in the same vein as what you were saying, like, go with the first movie, like, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a buddy cop movie, there's this urban fantasy element, and do a buddy cop movie like that, and at the end, have the, right before it cuts off the credits, you have somebody get a wand, and it's like, well, what the fuck, you know, create the question, you know? Yeah. Well, they could have went... Mo- well, like second movie, do like what what you were saying. It'd be this movie, but it's like shit gets out of hand. End it on the end. It, end it on go empire with it. End it on a downer. The, the bad guys have most of the shit together. Fucking shit hits the fan, and then third movie go full fucking fantasy. Yeah, I agree. I mean, dude, because this chick reminded me of the chick from The Fifth Element, right? Like, did she not feel that way to you guys? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it was almost like a little bad, retarded. Yeah, no, a little, <laughs> a little, you know, not of this world. Um, but you know, a little bad boys, you know, mixed with a little bit of like Men in Black, you know, mixed with a little Fifth Element, you know, that's what it felt like to me. But it's like they kept towing that line between comedy and like shits crazy. They should have went like. 21 Jump Street with it if they were going to go comedy. You know what I mean? Like, just crazy comedy. But Will Smith did say fuck. I would have liked to just go off the deep end a lot more. Yeah. 
I mean, they kept trying to keep it as realistic as possible, but like, damn, this is a fucking fairy tale. <laughs> you know what I mean? At the end of the well, day, well, I mean, you have you have a horizon shot where a fucking dragon's flying in the distance, and you can't go balls to the fucking wall. Yeah, right. Well, and that's the thing. Like everybody wanted this wand because they knew that like there's a possibility that, or there's a high possibility that if they touch it, they're gonna die. But there's a slim chance that they can have whatever wish they want granted, right? But you never really actually seen anybody except for that chick do anything with the wand till the very end. So it's like, so he, of course, you know, he's going to be a bright. So he grabs it. It starts glowing red. And then, like, shit gets crazy. So was that it glowing red? Like, because the one chick owned the wand, right? And then the, the girl took the wand, and then that's how shit got crazy. Well, when he touched it and started glowing red, did that become his wand? Is he, like, drawn to it it's now like or something? Darth Maul. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I mean, uh- at the end of the day, I still enjoyed it for what it was. I still had a good time. It was different. Yeah, I didn't hate it. It was just something that, like, it was two hours long. But it was a lot of, like, what are we going to do? We're in this fucked up situation. How are how are we going to get out of this jam? And then they just kind of wing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like now, Now, until whatever form of sequel it gets... <clears throat> Until that comes out, though, its rewatchability is really—it's not that great for me because I tried to watch it again with uh, with my older kids, and I found myself just kind of not paying attention. I guess you know, I just ended up kind of drifting off on my phone, and yeah. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't think I could sit through it all over again unless it was part of a larger story well will smith he didn't bring it for me you know what i mean like look i'm gonna this is a guilty this is hashtag real estate guilty pleasure okay you ready for it (laughs) the uh pursuit of happiness okay movie dude he acted his ass off in that movie like Will Smith was great in that movie, so my expectations for him are very high. You know, yeah. I, I felt like I didn't get that pursuit of happiness. You know, Will Smithity. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Will Smithity. Yeah. You know what I mean? What I mean, but I mean, you gotta, but you still gotta, you still gotta look at it though, and 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 in exactly the type of story he's telling or trying to convey with his character because, you know, the pursuit of happiness, that story, that world, that universe is probably a lot easier to slip into emotionally than the world of bright. You know what I mean? Like, but he's playing the same character as men in black, black, bad, uh, bad boy. You know what I mean? Will Smith. Yeah. So like he should have slipped into it like a fucking finely fit glove. <laughs> I like Griffin's, like, Griffin's like no excuses. Well, <laughs> I mean he made two bad boy movies and three Men in Black movies. He got five under his belt. Don't forget uh, what you call it, the Alien, movie. the Legend of Bagger Vance. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> alien. <movie. laughs> 
That was a pull, man. <laughs> that was. Oh, he went man. My hat to you, sir. Yeah. Did you pull a muscle <laughs> reaching that far back? Oh, man, yeah. I think I did. <laughs> Ledge bagger. Wow. All right. I don't even I know what to say it. after that. <laughs> I mean, why do you remember a, that? That's what I want to say. <laughs> because I remember, I, I remember a, a certain period of my video game renting childhood. It was on every VHS. That it was on every shelf. You yeah. always saw it. There's there always a copy of the Bagger Vance. Somewhere. The Legend of Bagger. I've never seen it. I don't no. even know what it's about. I think it's about <laughs> a midget, right? But I think golf. it's like I think it's I think it's Will Smith's Good Will Hunting. Mm. Uh, We're gonna put no, that on like, the list. no, no, that movie. No, if I'm if I'm if I'm correct, I believe that movie won a lot of awards or at least got a lot of nominations. All right, we're going to see what it's rated on IMDb real quick. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> like it's, I mean, I, I remember it also being one of his first big dramatic roles. Because I don't believe it's a comedy. No. Got Matt Damon in it. So it is like that fucking. <laughs> uh, this is Good Will Hunting. A down and out golfer attempts to recover his game and life with the help from a mystical caddy. Hmm. Uh, it's rated 6.7. Yeah, this came out in, uh, 2000. So it was blockbuster worthy. You know what I mean? This was so blockbuster. It wasn't funny. Or maybe, um, or maybe it was, I mean, I don't know. I, I just remember it hearing it all the time. Like, so. Yeah. You know, every time I think of golf movies, I think a 10 cup. I always think a happy kill more, but maybe I don't know. Well, I don't know. Easily entertained, I guess. Caddyshack. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm just saying he could have been better. You know, I have a certain, certain level of, of what I expect out of Mr. Smith. I know his kids are going fucking crazy as shit. I, that don't mean. I always expect Will Smith to say, "Damn." Yeah. I always expect a damn in this movie. I got like four fucks and a motherfucker. You know, like. Yeah. All right. So he, he's right now. He's announced for uh, Suicide Squad Two, Aladdin, Spies in Disguise. What? Yeah, he's gonna be he's playing, playing the genie. genie. I know. Bad, right? Bo- Bad Boys Four, Bad Boys for Life. Oh my God! Really? Two bad boy movies announced. Wow! Uh, Bright, Not only they're gonna make one, they're gonna make two. Yeah. So he was in uh, Bright Collateral Beauty, Suicide Squad, Concussion, Focus, After Earth, Seven Pounds, <laughs> Hancock. What was that? <laughs> Threw it in my mouth a bit. That was your um, Tim Allen. <gasps> The Pursuit of Happiness, right here. He was in iRobot. Mm. Wow, Wow West. Come on. Wicky, wicky, wow. Me casa a suit casa, Mr. West. <laughs> Mr. West. So, <laughs> yeah. He's Will Smith. He will yeah. always be the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Always. Oh yeah, he was in a Lee too. 
I was going to say that earlier when you said he acted his ass off. That's the only other movie that comes to mind is when he played Ali. But yeah. you really like, here's the thing. He was playing a person, yeah. a real person. So, you know, if you, you pursue the happiness, he acted his ass off. Can't really go with a biopic. You got something to go by. Yeah. That's I'm a bad man, you know? Yeah, but he's got something to go by. He's a good actor. He can be. What was the other movie he played in where he played like <laughs> a, like a con man? And he, have you ever seen this movie where like these people, he was like, he somehow conned his way into staying with these rich white people. And then they come home one day and he's like banging a dude. You ever seen <laughs> that? No, it's a weird movie. It's out there, man. There's like a scene where they come in and they catch him in the bed with a guy and they're like, wait yeah, a minute. You're not who you said you were, you know, right, right here. I got it. Six degrees of separation. That's it. And an affluent New York couple finds their lives touched, intruded upon, compelled by a mysterious young black man who is never quite who he says. he. It's got him. Donald Sutherland, Ian McKellen, uh, Bruce Davison. Not a comedy. Anthony Rapp. Not a J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams directed it? No, he's in it. What? Yeah. Here he is in uh, Made in America with uh, old Mr. Ted dancing and Whoopi Goldberg. Might pass on that. I don't like <laughs> Really? You don't, nah. you don't get down with that sister act? Come on now. Nah. I need a micro and ghost. I like ghost until she popped up. Like, she pops up and Adam's just like, fuck you, Whoopi. Hate her. Whoopi, Go- Whoopi Goldberg is like the pre Oprah. <laughs> yeah. Pro You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> pre Oprah. They've gotta they've gotta have some sort of double dragon shit going on. <laughs> Oh, her and Oprah? Twin dragon. <laughs> they're the same person? She just put some dragon. Double dragon, on. that's the movie where the dudes put the... They're like, they're like, it together. They're like Tommy and Piccolo from Dragon Ball. Yeah. I'd like to see a remake of Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo with Oprah. Oh, my where God. Where she plays the Male Gigolo. I would like to see that, but with Danny McBride. Oh, my God. Yeah. Any remake right. with him? No, and instead of instead of Deuce, call him Bruce Bigelow. Bruce Bigelow. Oh <laughs> he, well, think he, about it. Deuce's brother or Deuce's cousin? Yeah, cousin, like kind of like a cousin Eddie type character. All right, so we got uh, you know Ghostbusters, Danny McBride, Soul. What about Back to the Future, Danny McBride as no. Doc? No, man. Come on, man. No, dude. I, I don't know. <laughs> what do you think, Adam? A what? <laughs> Back to the Future remake with Danny McBride. I mean, I would watch it. As Doc. I mean, oh, God. <laughs> and you Michael gotta get this bitch up to 88 miles an hour, you know? Like, I could just hear him <laughs> chewing his ass. That's you know? what it was? He's like, that's what it was? I get it now. When I slipped and busted my fucking head on that damn sink, I fucking figured out how to do time travel. Who plays uh, Marty? Michael Sarah. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. <laughs> no, the kid from uh, from uh, Stranger Things. 
the black kid. <laughs> let's just not make. Let's just not remake Back to the Future, guys. I can't. It'll be Justin Bieber. No, they're I'll gonna remake my... Back to the Future with uh, Jaden Smith. Oh my God! He got oh, karate kid. Fucking heresy, I will burn down somebody's house. I'll burn Hollywood to the ground. I will. Mm. 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 I don't like Jaden Smith at all. Hate him. Reference, reference those fucking movies to the end of time, but leave them the fuck alone. What about Jaws with Danny McBride though? As Richard Dreyfuss? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. See, he fits inside most of them. Imagine close encounters with him as Richard Drive. I need more mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Where's all the mashed potatoes? God damn it. You know. I want to meet him just to see if he's as cool in real life as he is. You know, he I plays think he's a lot of video games. I think he's the same person. That's him, and, dude. <laughs> you can't fake that. No. All right, guys. Well, that's all I got for this week. You guys got anything? It's been fun. It's been real fun. It's been real state, baby. Yeah, it's been real fun. Real fun. (laughs) (laughs) So next week we're watching um, Blade Runner 2049. A little bit of closure here. Some questions will be answered. I have a feeling that uh, we're going to be. Shit. Nah, I have a feeling that we're going to be talking about this shit a lot. You think think it's going to be a two-hour and 40-minute podcast? Yeah, probably. Oh, man, we ain't got no Game of Thrones to talk about. Ain't no comic book news. You know what's coming back this year? What? Um, Motherfucking Westworld. Oh, my God. Yes. When? Oh, you know what comes back next month? No. Uh, Ash versus Evil Dead. Oh, I saw like a teaser thing. It looks incredible. It's a good show. Oh my god! So I, funny. I gotta get I gotta get caught back up on it. What was oh, the last oh. episode you saw? I watched uh, all of season like I know half of season two. <sighs> you didn't see where they started going fucking time traveling? No, nope. Because we talked mm. about it. And he was like, "Huh?" <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm going to rewatch all of it before, uh, before this new season starts. Because it's, dude, if any show is perfect, it's this show. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? It's like they wrote, it's like the show was written for me. Yes. Bruce Campbell is my. He's amazing. Is he's he a my spirit, spirit animal? Yes. He is my oh, spirit that's animal. He's the coolest spirit animal ever, dude. I know. Oh. You gotta get a tattoo. Uh an evil dead tattoo? Yeah, the ash holding up the Dude, I've thought about it. I've thought about you it. For like real. The silhouette? Yes. We should all three get one at the same time. Pod damn that's cool. <laughs> what do you think? Hell yeah. Mm. Damn. I was looking for some pages from that Necronomicon. You know, yeah. whenever it flips through it at the beginning, it's got all that crazy shit written inside of it. 
hard to find. I didn't want like the actual pages, but just see some of that crazy shit that they put in there. Whenever I go down that Evil Dead rabbit hole, I'm there for a minute. And I'm probably oh, fixing yeah. to go. I'm probably fixing to go down it again because I'll watch the movies and then watch the TV show. So, yeah. So yeah, next week we've got the uh, we got Blade Runner and uh, yeah, I think that about covers it, man. The checks in the mail. Check is in the mail. This is.